0: The nine to five faith podcast. So welcome everyone. <laughs> so glad you're here and joining us. I have my friend Yvonne on with me. How are you doing
1: today? I am doing fabulous Paige. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes. It is a beautiful day. I don't know what the weather's like there for you, but it's the perfect spring
1: day here. It's freezing here. Oh no. <laughs> it's freezing. It's in the 20s. <laughs> We're getting some flurries, but it's okay. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness. I'm actually going up to the snow this weekend. So I am going on vacation to experience what you have every single day. Oh <laughs> <Aww. laughs> I hope you enjoy. <laughs> uh, it'll be a blast. So, Yvonne, tell me a little bit about yourself, about uh, your background, what you do.
1: Um, yeah, let's let's jump in there. Yeah. Um. Well. Um. I'm Yvonne Rivera Newberry. Um, I um am married. Met my husband twenty years ago. Um, while in the army. Uh, his name is Jason. Uh, we have two beautiful kids. Uh, our son it's a freshman in college in Oklahoma studying mechanical engineering. Um, He's 18, and our daughter is a senior in high school, and she wants to be a large and small animal vet, Um, and I'm a nurse by trade. Uh, I work for the state health department, um, so I help to oversee uh, over 50 clinics across the state of Kansas. It's a a grant program, and so I just help to make sure that all of the practices are in line and um, with nationally recognized standards of practice. And so um that's a little bit about about how long (laughs) have you been doing that? Uh I've been with the state health department for five years. I've been in I'm gonna say in public health um since 2012. I've been a nurse. Awesome. Two thousand seven. (laughs) So yeah.
0: So sometime. And and when you were mentioning your kids, I was like, I was thinking if they were older or younger. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to talk to you like next year when your daughter isn't at home anymore, because I feel like that this conversation is going to be radically different at that point.
1: Oh yes. We're, we're definitely in the season of kind of preparing, um, to be empty nesters, which is big. It's a big thing. And so, um, different stage of life, um, different opens up new opportunities though. Um, and so, but, but, yeah, it's a different stage of life. And yeah.
0: So. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have you back on and then we'll talk about it then in yeah, a year. Yeah, so. that would be because awesome. I'm, yes. I'm curious because I don't have any kids at home. We just have two dogs. Um what are we what are they called? Is like uh dual income without kids? Is that I'm not there's, sure, but there's, there's like some kind can, of a,
1: dogs can be like kids. So <laughs>
0: there's some acronym of like, when you are like still two working people and you have no kids at the house. And anyways, um, that's me and my husband right now. So I feel like I yeah. like that I'm able to talk to people who are almost empty nesters and who still have kids at home. And cause it looks so different for everyone it does. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it definitely does. So tell me a little bit about like, as of like today, with like one kid at home, and uh, you and your husband, and your husband, I'm assuming like works full time or is sometimes deployed, yes. maybe
1: or traveling for no, the so army. We, we're both out of the army. We're both okay. Out. He's, okay. He's, yeah. 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 Cool. He's a detective. Oh, um, very cool. And so he so... is still
0: working very long yes, hours. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. So he's, he, we both work full time. Um, so our schedules, um, you know, sometimes it's 40 plus, um, especially if you add in travel, um, his job does require for him to travel across the state as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and mine does too, actually next week I'll be gone for the entire week. And so, um, preparing to visit, um, two clinics specifically. And so, um, So, yeah, so it can be a lot of hustle and bustle. Um, And, you know, as it relates to our, so let me just also say, so we're almost empty nesters, but also we just changed churches. And so that's a big thing. Yeah. That's a big thing. Um, And we've been with um, the church that we left since 2017. Big deal because um, our, my faith um, as a believer in Jesus started really there. Like I always yeah. believed in God, but, um, I really didn't accept him until 2017. And, um, and so it was, it really helped to bring our family just, um, walking in a certain way and, right. um, <laughs> um, had a wonderful, when we still do wonderful church family, um, which we really, saw the fruits of that, especially when our son graduated, we had a graduation party and having everybody over our home. Um, it was just beautiful to see that. And it was important because my parents, um, they don't live here. Mm -hmm. Um, they live in South Florida and they got to see that. So, um, yeah, so, so I'll, let me just say when we were in the height of, um, really, um, being very active in our church, we were in a ministry, um, that was an eight week course and allowed people to come and explore their faith. Okay. Mm -hmm. I myself went through it with my husband and with Jason, and it really helped me. And we were recommended, um, by other leaders to help facilitate that. So we started there. Um, we soon thereafter joined, um, a couple's small group, a couple's, um, Uh, Bible study. And not too long after that, the facilitators, the leaders um, stepped down. And so Jason and I said, we'll step up and we'll take the reins. And so we did that. Um, I then also started a women's Bible study. Um, That was weekly. That was every Thursday evening. Um, The couple's Bible study was twice, uh, twice a month. And then we had the eight week, you know, Talk about your faith ministry, which was every Sunday. Wow. <laughs> and it would go, it would finish eight weeks, and then you'd have a another fresh cohort. cohort. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that, uh, and on top of that, we were mentoring um, a young couple um, yeah. who, and that happened organically, and that was also weekly. That was like every Sunday evening. Yeah, we would um, have dinner together. Wow. and have Bible study together, yeah. and just. Um, it was beautiful. That lasted for years. That's awesome. Um, and so, and so all of those ministries really kind of came to like an organic, like end. Yeah. Like, literally this past year, like in 2022. Wow. So, yeah. Um, and so we're I really, mean, when I say we're in a new season, we're in a new season (laughs) yeah for sure and
0: like when you're saying like oh we have the ministry on Sundays and then we met with a couple Sunday evenings I'm like when you say it's the Lord's day it is the Lord's day you are going to church in the morning ministry in the afternoon uh you know couples mentorship in the evening like committed to the Lord
1: Yes. I mean, and, and this was all in because, you know, we would rotate back and forth as to who house and it it was a younger couple. So they had a younger child and it was just easier to go over to their home and they didn't mind. Um, and then our children would come and help, help babysit um, while we were doing, um, the actual Bible study. And so that was, yeah, I mean, that's a really beautiful thing. Though
0: to have like your kids involved in that regard of yes. like, they don't have to yes. be the ones participating, but they get to see you and your husband as a model for that.
1: You know, and that I think people don't realize your children and it doesn't matter how small or how old they, they are watching. Yeah. Um, And I think it's a great reminder when you say that modeling Um, actually, that was one of the things that my husband and I, we would kind of sometimes hold each other accountable it's like Mm -hmm. what are we modeling when we say this or do this what are we modeling but you're you're absolutely right um there have been other couples who have been we've encountered in um in the church and we're friends with and um they were in a crisis or they were struggling with something and um they would invite us over to talk and and our children were also invited. And so they got to see us minister to other couples as well. So it wasn't just this one, but, um, that happened in different scenarios, um, with different couples. Um, but this one couple in particular, it was, it was for years, I would say at least three years, um, that we went every Sunday. And so
0: that's, that's awesome. So how did, how did that kind of like stack up as you were taking on kind of like these different responsibilities within your church community and just kind of organically happening how did that kind of stack up against kind of your career and your husband's career and looking at it of like did you ever get to a point and be like okay we like seriously need to like evaluate and like pray if we're going to step into these things because of these other responsibilities and commitments we have
1: Yes, there's definitely um, there were definitely, I would say, months or some weeks that were just haywire. um yeah. and and it was very difficult because, and I guess maybe it does sound like a lot. I think to some people, it didn't sound like a lot. And I was like, well, if when you're doing a couples group, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you're it's not just the group setting, but you're also meeting. With those couples individually mm-hmm. um and if you're if you're doing it like really you know what i mean like really right. you know trying to you know have an engaged um group, a group an engaged ministry and the same thing with the women's um bible study um right. you know i was meeting with those ladies uh weekly a lot of them were from uh the the couples ministry um i think I, i'm gonna say so and and i don't want to get too much into our background but when i say we started and and i came to the lord in 2017 it was a 180 mm. okay it really yeah. truly was 180 and what i mean by that is we went from uh or I, i'll speak for myself i went from yvonne first uh career first mm. um you know, I was amidst, uh, in 2017, I wasn't in this role. I was in another role. And uh, in that role, I was very busy. Um, like, I had five departments, mm-hmm. um, five direct reports, 33 uh, FTE um, underneath me, and meetings constantly, staff issues, you name it. And on top of that, I had um, graduate school and I had a fellowship. That had its own projects i was president of the national nursing association wow. i mean <laughs> so when i say i was chasing um and my priority uh was definitely climbing the ladder at yeah. one point i i wanted to i thought i'm going to do law school and i got accepted into law school and i was going to do law school <laughs> yeah wow. i mean yeah. i i was i was very um um uh, very ambitious mm-hmm. and there's, i don't want to give that a bad connotation because there's nothing wrong with being driven. You can be driven. um, But what's the why behind it? What's your real purpose behind that? Um, And so when I came to Christ, all of that kind of, I'm going to say there's just avalanche changes. Mm -hmm. And so um, getting my personal relationship with the Lord um, in line, then putting Jesus in the middle of our marriage Mm -hmm. and getting our marriage in line. being married for 20 years is not without its valleys. We had several valleys. Okay. Um, Several, I I can think of three times particularly that we, we could have been divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and then getting our household in line and finally um, coming to a point where we were parenting from uh, a place of putting God first. Mm -hmm. And so, so I, so I guess when, when we were doing the ministries it was very like, that's what we were supposed to do. That's what right. we were in the perfect place to do. And I, I will say as those, you know, uh, you know, the um, other activities I, I graduated, I got my master's degree, um, the fellowship finished. I did my, you know, project and presentation on that. Um, and the being president of, of the nursing, associate that, also came to an end. And then I left that role. Um, and I actually, it was a long commute. Mm-hmm. Um, and I left that role because I needed to be closer to home. Yeah. Um, my husband had some health issues and had two serious surgeries and, um, revealed a heart condition. And so, uh, I was like, I, I just need to be closer to home. And yeah. so finally it was putting God first, right. Then my husband, then my kids and then everything else. Yeah. And so when I interviewed, um for this role, I I actually I I think I very bluntly said that. Um yeah. I said, I need a job that is flexible. Um, you know, uh, I can travel. I, I my little ones are not little. Right. <laughs> you know, so I don't have any qualms, you know, jumping on a plane and not just around the state, but they would have me going to conferences across the nation. And I was like, I don't right. have a problem with that. Um, but I don't want to be made to feel guilty if I need to go to a doctor's appointment with my husband, or if I right. want to go see a volleyball match, watch my son play football. Um, I I'm gonna take the time off. <laughs> yeah, And they said, as long as you give us notice and just let it like yeah. just let us know, just communicate we don't have a problem with that. So,
0: yeah, I was at a place that called it win for time, and it was like, as long as it's a win for you and a win for the company and a win for the oh. customer, then you're good. So I like that. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to kind of talk about, which like I wasn't necessarily expecting, and and tell me if this feels accurate for kind of your industry, because I know the healthcare industry is a little bit different, but I work in a very like corporate kind of setting. And and what I've come across is kind of that ladder climbing that you were talking about earlier, of like, what's mm-hmm. the next step that you're gonna get? What's the next step instead of just allowing your purpose to flow through your job. Have you encountered that at all? And, and kind of how did that mind shift kind of switch for you? And like, did you find any pushback from like, or like awkwardness? I felt, I feel awkward when I do like performance reviews and stuff. Cause I'm like, there's like, what do you want to do?
1: And I'm like, pay my bills. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I, I'm going to say in Um, in academia. And when I was within the cohort uh, with the fellowship, because that was, I was one of 25 in that fellowship that were selected to uh, be a part of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, public health nurse leaders. That was, you know, it was this thing for two years and it was phenomenal. It was a great opportunity, lots of growth there. And that's where I felt I felt like I need to be publishing, you know, I Mm. I published uh, two academic articles, but I'm like, I need to be publishing more. I need to get my PhD. I need to, you know, Mm -hmm. I I, I need, I need, I need to do all these things. I need to become a professor. I need to, (laughs) um, and I I felt that, that pressure. I don't, since I've come here at the state health department and I came from the local health department, Mm -hmm. I feel like um, I have the bird's eye view. I don't feel that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I I have a great relationship with the people that I um, consult for and, and and assist and you know uh, doing their clinics and um, I help new directors you know as they get acquainted with the role and what the program is and um, but I don't I don't feel that pressure. Yeah, I, yeah. I it's it's just it's different. I I would say when I was more in the nursing circles right um specifically nursing circles um, in graduate school I got I got a little bit of that too
0: yeah um,
1: I definitely had that that push and it's a little bit like you know look inside side and saying, what they're doing and what am I doing <laughs> right you know but um but honestly the when I finally accepted um, Jesus when I took on that new identity when I took on that new identity. And I I can remember when I said the prayer Mm -hmm. um, in church and I said, you know, I don't understand this all. I don't have it all figured out. I was 41 years old. Um, But I know this is all pointing to you, Lord. And I know that I have to trust you. And if I do this, there are no half measures. Like right. I'm all in. Yeah. Okay, and so if I'm going to call myself a Christian, like I'm, that's not a small thing to me. Right, that's not an empty thing to me. Mm-hmm. And it's not salad bar time. I'm going to take a little this and a little that. <laughs> right, you know, not that because I don't. It's like a it, prefixed you know? menu. <laughs> you get <laughs> what you get. <laughs> you get what you get, and it's all of it. And some of it you're going to wrestle with, yeah. and that's okay that's okay. And when I went all in, I was all in because I, I came to a point of, you know, is what I'm doing, does it even matter? Right. I mean, that, that's kind of where I I got to. I'm, I'm very what I learned about myself is I'm very Mm purpose-driven, I'm incredibly purpose-driven. And so now my purpose is not, um, you know, getting, not that there's anything wrong with getting published or getting a PhD or whatever, or becoming an attorney or what, you know, there's nothing wrong with these things. Um, but I think my reasons for seeking those things were, were really not in line. And so when I finally came to Christ, it was like, okay, Vaughn, um, you know, he put me in this role and I'm, I'm good in this role. I'm, you know, I'm good at my job, mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm doing it for different reason. I'm doing it for, and I'm able, and, and I've learned, and I struggle with this a little bit because I'm like, but why here? And what I learned over the years is the Lord needs his saints everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can't, we can't live in a bubble. We're called right. to live in the world, not be of it. Right. Right. We have to live in it. Yeah, but we are set apart, and um, and then we have the Great Commission.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, before Jesus ascended, He says, you know, go and make disciples, right? You know, baptize them, and um, you know, you have to teach, you have to go, go out, spread, right. spread the gospel, spread the good news, um, and disciple. And that's that's where I found my new purpose. My yeah. new purpose, um, not as much evangelizing. Although sometimes that comes out, right, but discipling Um, and that's, and that's actually, so right now my husband and I are leading, we just put together a a discipleship group and talk Mm -hmm. about that, you know, um, I am mentoring a young woman um, who I met in church, the church we just left Mm -hmm. and, um, and just discipling her. You know, so people who have um, already accepted the Lord and are are hungry to learn more and to grow in their walk with the Lord, right? Um, And challenging—that's the other thing: challenging those who are a little complacent, right? Right, lukewarm. (laughs) Comfortable sometimes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so
0: you said some things that I've actually been noodling on this week a lot. So it's quite fitting that you mentioned it, but it's, it's the whole thing of like, why the, the reason why we want to achieve certain accolades in either our education or career. And I, you hit on, you hit the nail on the head is our identity of like, where is your identity coming from? Do you have that ambition because that is how you uh, attain your identity, or do you already define your identity by Christ, <laughs> and then the rest kind of follows?
1: Yeah, that's. I think. I think that what what I have found, and and I don't know if where you go to church, if you find this. Sometimes I have found. And and sometimes I'm, I was surprised. I'm not as surprised now, but people who've been Christians for a long time, a long time. Um, and I don't know if it's getting into a rut or just kind of they go to church because that's what you do. Right. Um, but they kind of keep the church activity <laughs> i don't know prayer whatever they kind of keep it there like that's that's the place where they um they do those things and there's they may enjoy the sermon you know worship and and whatever um but outside of that there's not there's not much else um maybe they even you know the tithe and really be a part of you know um you know something some community uh you know, uh, volunteer or something. Uh, and that's all well and good, but I, I found a lot of folks just kind of comfortable. Yeah. Um, and if, and I found some that even when you start really talking to them, I found their theology, you know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. So, um, and so that Yeah. So, so the, why, where, where's your identity? Where, um, trying to, and, and that's something that I, I'm a big proponent of. It's actually what inspired, I'm writing a book for, um, discipling new believers. Mm -hmm. And, um, what are those first steps that you have to take? Um, you know, what are those habits so that your new identity, um, and Jesus can be deeply rooted so right. that you're not, the thorns don't just grow around you and the worries of the world and life, um, just happen, you know, and then it overtakes, right. um, that excitement that you had. Cause I've seen a lot of that. I've seen people yeah. get real excited at first and there's no one to walk alongside them. There's right. no one to say, Hey, you gotta, you gotta, the, the disciplines, are you getting into the word? Are you praying? Right. Um, are, are. Are you trying to find community within other believers because that's all of those things are needed, yeah, um, to really the, they they become your guardrails mm-hmm. as you go along in this walk with the Lord, right. 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 It's um, not a
0: it's not a checklist. It's a set of
1: guardrails and and, you know, and I'll say this because at first, at, you're you're right. It's not a checklist, like, Check. I went to church. Check. Right. I did, you know. Uh, you know. But if, if in the beginning it has to start as a checklist, right. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I can remember a time um, in my prayer, like I was very good at waking up, having my quiet time, reading the Bible, praying, and at nighttime, right before I go to bed, I don't want to think about news. I don't want to think about my to do list. I don't want to think about anything else. I want Scripture to be the last things that I think about before I close my eyes. And I was real good at bookending and it was a great start. But in the middle of the day, I would get like on the hamster wheel and just go, 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 go. Yeah. And I felt like I wouldn't, I wouldn't remember. And so I had to put even um, like alarms on my I know yeah. it sounds silly. It no, sounds, not at um... all. You're
0: not the first person to mention that on this podcast. Actually, we talked, I've talked at length about checklists and alarms.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a thing like to, yeah. to hit pause, to get your attention and be like, hey, have you said thanks to the Lord? Have you, you know, communed? Have you, you know, like yeah. God's, God's there, He Are you checking in? Are you (laughs) are you asking him what his thoughts are on this project or whatever? Yeah. You know, um, are you giving him thanks? So I, I had to do that. And you do that just until then it becomes natural. Right. And then it's no longer a checklist. It's just what you do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I always like to say my love language is checklists. So I love to see Bye-bye. I love I love lists. Um, I have them everywhere. And it's just because it it frees up space in my brain to kind of focus on what I'm looking at. Um, but also reminds me to step away from that and go spend my time with God or, or whatever else oh, is yes. on my list. So no shame to those oh, who yes. have lists. It is a valuable no. tool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's, it's necessary. Like you have to start someplace. Yeah. And if you weren't raised in, um if you weren't raised going to church, you weren't raised, you know, in a home that uh, put God first. Yeah. You know, that, 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 that makes a world of difference. Like it, you know, it's not natural. It's not. Right. So, so it takes right. a lot of intentionality um, to incorporate that. Um, and so it's, it's not just going to come. You have to intentionally put the effort to make that happen. For sure.
0: And I want to talk about that middle. You were talking about your bookends. Let's talk about the middle. How does your faith show up during your work day?
1: Sometimes, sometimes it's interruptions. Mm -hmm. That sounds whatever, but it's not I'm thinking of Jonah, <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, divine interruptions. Right. Um, sometimes it's interruptions. Um, yeah. whether it's a text, whether it's a song that pops in your head, whether it's um I have post-its and things all over my um my work uh computer mm. and um with scriptures and and different things on there. Um if sometimes it'll, it'll just, somebody will come up, um, or somebody will text me. And, um, and that, that's sometimes how he shows up. He shows up in either people or a song, um, lunchtime. I hate to, I mean, I'm just being straight <laughs> giving thanks for my food. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, and provisions mm-hmm. um, being able to oh, oh, I can't remember her name. I think it's Margaret Feinberg. Oh. OK, Um, I, I, I can't remember her name, but I listened to her on Discover the Word one time and she's like, how wonderful we have a, a, a God who made us so that we can enjoy delicious food. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go around licking rocks, you know, <laughs> to get our nutrients. And I thought, that's true. Right. I enjoy eating. <laughs> I,
0: I had um, a ministry leader who said, uh, you always have to eat like you need, you know, two to three meals a day, you always have to eat, might as well do it with someone else. So if you're in the office, like people were saying, like, oh, I don't have the time to, you know, Kind of commune with anyone or reach out to anyone he's like you got to eat. I always really liked that.
1: That that's true. Like not to um so he was saying that like as a as a way of uh, like fellowship like to yeah. to eat with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fel- fellowship Those or even are... like
0: outreach or like if you if there's someone you yeah. want to talk with or minister to, you know, have a have lunch with them yes. because everyone
1: has to eat you bring you, in actually that, that is another way. Uh, that is another way I will have, I I thoroughly love and enjoy to, um, have coffee or mm-hmm. lunch or breakfast, um, with women and, um, one that I've, I've maybe just met, you know, um, yeah. I, went, I met a woman at a navigators conference and, um, found out that we lived in the same city and I'm like, Oh, you know, this is awesome. And so went and had breakfast with her and, yeah, and just talking about all things faith and, you know, and what a wonderful way to, you know, really nourish that sense of community. Um, that's, you know, even outside the walls of, of your church, you know, so to speak. Right. So, um, so yeah, I love that. And I mean, Feel free
0: to not answer this if you don't want to. No, no, no. You you said you work for the state. So have you ran into any issues or any hesitancies even with talking about your faith, seeing that you work for a government agency? I,
1: if asked directly, I will answer. I will answer honestly and and equally directly. Mm Um, other than that, I don't bring it up overtly. And gotcha. so I, when I use words, like I learned this actually from another, I went to a conference in San Francisco mm-hmm. and when I started listening to this one speaker, he started using words like fellowship and things like those are not, or you know things that are honoring, or it, just the terms that he <laughs> disciple, used. or yeah, yes, yes. I was like, I was like, wait a minute, It's <laughs> like he's a believer, you know. Yeah, and and it's so, and it was so. I, I was so new in my own faith, but I felt like a child, like realizing something. And I walked up to him after he spoke,
0: yeah, and
1: and I said. I can't remember how I even phrased it, but I kind of like asked him, I was like, Are you a believer? Are you Christian? And and he said, and he just he smiled and and nodded. And I said, I said, but you don't you don't outright say it. He goes, there's ways. He Mm. goes, there's ways to fold in the message without directly saying it.
0: Yeah.
1: I I model. Yeah. I model. Christ who lives in me Mm. and I allow people to ask yeah and 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 they do you know um uh I had one time an error was made in an order and I was and, and this this is not directly in work this is actually I'm going to say buying flowers company that you buy flowers from and um the flowers weren't delivered on time it was you know for my mother or whatever and I I just said hey you know this is not right and and at the end she said you were so nice she goes you're the nicest person to talk to who got wronged and these flowers weren't delivered and I said and I said that's not me that's Christ who lives in me It's Mm. him who allows me to, you know, show that grace because he's shown me that. And here, I'm going to say at work, I've had people who, you know, just in chit chat will mention um, something that their daughter's going through a surgery or something. Right. And I'll say, I'll pray for them. What's her name? Mm. I'll pray for her. I'll say that. Yeah. And, and I, I noticed others, maybe, you know, ears will perk. Yeah. Um, when I do the site visits, um, I don't make a big show of it, but I do pray over my food. Right. I, I pause. Everyone's digging in and I want mm-hmm. to dig in too, but I, I, I pause. Yeah. Um, and, and I pray. Um, there are some nurses and, and, um, staff that I've visited. They have mentioned, they mention it. And so I will meet them there. Right. Um, so I, I, I'll tell you on my door, on my office door, uh, I put a cross that says, uh, harvest blessings or something (laughs) on it, like during the fall, you know, for Thanksgiving. Um, I'm going to say that's a big thing for me. Um, just because in my previous role, I did feel muzzled. Mm. Um, I think I felt muzzled because. I was the assistant director. Like yeah. I had thirty three people underneath me, right. and I never wanted to be accused of trying to impose my faith right. on anybody. Yeah. Um. My one regret, and and be, it was because I felt muzzled. There was um a moment where I was traveling with um a friend. She was she she wasn't directly underneath me, but um still my position, would was over hers. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so, um she asked, she asked about, she's like, I don't, I don't get how people can be so excited about God. Like I've tried to go to different churches and I don't even remember how I answered it, but I remember I was so walking on eggshells and I did not answer it. I did. I, I was not obedient, um, in what the word says about always be ready um, to share the hope that you have in Christ. Always be ready. Right. And, and I, I miss that. And I so regret that. And I, I talked that over with Jason and he says, if they ask you, because they asked you, right. That's different. You're not imposing anything on them. And so that's something I'll, I'll definitely remind people. If so, if someone were to ask me, I'll definitely share. Yeah. And I'm okay sharing. I have my Bible open on my bookcase. Um, when I come early in the morning, I have my quiet time with my Bible open right. and I'm reading and it stays open. It's there. I've yeah. got scripture. I've got things that definitely, um, you know, uh, I think represent, you know, where I'm at in my faith, Yeah, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Um, and I think it's, I think it's not so much cause, cause I, I can hear, the cynics listening to this and be like, Oh, that's very performative, but it's not, it's allowing the space to how you would regularly live your life. And then it actually, I, in my opinion, gives permission for either community with other believers to happen or for people who May not be believers to feel safe with you in saying, yes. "Hey, you know my daughter's having surgery. Would you mind praying for her or something like that
1: and you know, I do notice that um he would then tell me how oh my daughter's doing better I'll, you know so you know, right. giving me updates you yeah. know um I, I can remember there's another gentleman um who I can't remember what we were talking about and he mentioned he goes I know I know God's at work here um I I forgot what he said and I was like (laughs) well I, I believe in in God too and he goes oh I know you do he goes I I know you do you're and I and I thought and I'm thinking, how do you know that I do, <laughs> right? You know, but but right. he but he knew, you know, and so so it's very, there There was a woman I actually had, went through a period where I had a scare. Um, I thought I might have breast cancer. I, a mammogram came back abnormal and I was beside myself. I was just so beside myself. And another nurse who worked down the hall, um, she actually, her program is all about breast cancer, mm. <laughs> you know? And so yeah. I just went and I just like, I, I just needed just to share, you know, and yeah. she prayed with me mm. and, you know, cried with me and prayed with me. And so she's been moments, um, moments like that. I also think about my physician during one of these, uh, <laughs> one of the three major valleys that my husband and I had, mm. um, I, I, you know, I had an appointment, uh, with my family physician, which I love her to pieces, um, been with her since we moved here and, um, she asked what's wrong. And I just gush, you know, all the problems that we're having. And she just, she said, Oh, Yvonne, she goes, don't you know, she goes, you will never be enough for your husband and your Mm -hmm. husband will never be enough for you unless you have God Mm -hmm. in the middle of your marriage. She goes, God is what makes you enough for him and him enough for you. Yeah. And, and she said, can I pray for you? Mm -hmm. She spent in a busy practice. She spent over 30 minutes with me, cried with me, prayed with me. And I think about that. I'm thinking, how would have uh, how would other physicians have responded right. so there's yeah another example of in a professional setting right mm-hmm. um that a need like that comes and someone is bold enough yeah. comfortable enough to share to share yeah. the truth you know um and i wasn't a believer then right but i appreciated I appreciated her tears. I appreciated her prayers. Right Um, After I became a believer, I wrote her a long, long card (laughs) thanking her and saying, now I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Now I understand what you mean, you know, so. So I think I think it's it's hard. Your state health department, you know, there's a culture, there's a certain culture um, within government. I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of, you know, but but there's still you know, I and I'm not gonna lie. When I put on my cross, I'm I'm waiting for the day that someone says that offends me, or and I'm right. like, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Yeah, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. I will sing His praises and I will talk about the goodness of God until my last breath. And yeah. um, but that's but that's me further along in my walk too.
0: Right, right. So not at the beginning. And I was I was thinking when when we were talking about you know, just having people kind of identify a light inside of you as as a believer. I was thinking of you know, when you ever have like something that's monogrammed or has your name on it, like a name tag or like it's on your sweatshirt or a backpack and then someone calls you by a name and you're like, like How do you know my name? I don't know. Like, do I know you? (laughs) It's kind of funny, but I think that's like a little bit of an example of like how we can walk around with Jesus on ourselves and on our behaviors. And then when people need it, they come up and like, you're like, wait, like how, like, how did you know? But, but also it's because of how, how you carry Jesus's light through your day and through your work. Yes.
1: Yes. And not, not shy away and look for the opportunities. Like I said, I regret the one time where I I felt like it was a missed opportunity. And I even tried to set up a a lunch Mm -hmm. um, to kind of make up for it and talk to her. And it just, I felt like it fell flat. Like it was truly a missed opportunity. Like when she asked the question was when she was like, really curious, you know, right? Um, and my trying to, in my very human, logical way, you know, right. <laughs> trying to correct that was with all of its good intentions, it just fell flat. and it was just yeah. not the same. Yeah, um, but that's okay. I learned yeah. from that um moving and also forward. the
0: Holy Spirit still moves despite
1: oh, gosh, us yes. oh gosh <laughs> oh yes I've, I've had the holy spirit muzzle me you know yeah yeah <laughs> don't 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 say that don't ask this <laughs> don't 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 say that ask <laughs> how does she feel about this yeah and i'm like and i ask and then tears come and i'm like okay there it is that yeah. that's that's what that's that this is what this is about, right. you know, and, but, but as it's happening, I'm like, what is going on? I wanted to give her the what for, you know? Right. Exactly. And Holy Spirit's like, no, no. not today. <laughs> not today. You, you're going to hush and you're going to ask her this question, you know? So yes. Yes. But yeah. Um. So to
0: kind of round out this conversation, I always like to leave our listeners with a takeaway of something that they can implement in their faith walk in their day-to-day walk um whether it's on their commute or how they act in meetings something that they can take away um, to help move them closer to God um and what would be that takeaway Yvonne
1: hmm I so spending time with him intentionally making god an absolute priority and that means i think starting your day bookending your days with the lord starting in the morning and ending at night and it's a great way to frame your day great way to start your day um and also a great way to end and so does that have to look in this very prescriptive way no Um, you know, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm spending an hour in the morning. Did it start that way? No. Heavens no. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, opening up the Bible was super intimidating to me at first. And so Mm. maybe it's five minutes. Maybe you're saying a prayer and just saying good morning to the Lord while you're brushing your teeth. Um, maybe you open up, um, our daily bread app, you know, or another, another little small. 200, 300 word app that shows, that shares a scripture, you know what I mean? Right, right. Maybe it's just that, those few minutes, what I have found is that, that the Lord honors that Mm -hmm. and it yields such fruits um, when you give him that time um, Mm -hmm. that you learn to delight in that, that communing with our Lord, Mm -hmm. because he looked, you know. He wants us to turn to him yeah. and we grow um, as we do that. And so starting our day to kind of set that tone. And then I would say, before you go to bed, I don't know what people's routines are, but some people watch news or set up their clothes for the next day or whatever. Um, I like to end it with scripture. I don't want to know about what horrific thing has happened in the world. I don't want to know about my to-do list or the thing I have to present on the next day. Give me scripture give me his word. Yeah. Let me go to sleep. And I, I, you know, pray sometimes that God talk to me in my dreams, you know, <laughs> Yeah. visit me in my dreams and talk to me in my dreams, you know? Yeah. Um, so I would say bookend your days with the Lord, start with him and end with him. So.
0: I love it, Vaughn. Thank you so much for joining us. And, and oh. we will talk again in a yes. year when you're an empty nester <laughs> and talk about your routine then, because I'm very <laughs> curious how that's going to look.
1: Yes. Well, thank you so much, Paige. This was absolute joy. And I absolutely love talking about all things faith, yeah. all things discipleship, and also professional development. So yeah. where can people find
0: you and your new book that will hopefully be coming out in a very soon time frame?
1: Yes. So um is where you can find me. I blog um and that book I am working. I, I started out with the I thought it was just going to be a twenty page thing. God said no, it's a book. You got to write the book. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like ah. So I am amidst um trying to expand that right now, but I'll definitely be making awesome. um, announcements. So, but yeah, via your website, on. yeah, via my website. Um, I'm on Instagram and I'm also on Facebook. It's awesome. awesome. And we'll link all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Yvonne. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for joining us. If you liked what you were listening to, make sure you subscribe and hit those five stars and we'll catch you on the next episode.